I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. At the club, Club 1080, the hottest spot north of Milwaukee, at the club, Club 1080, Sook and Rob's passion are always the fashion at the club, they fell in Now to some TV talk. Uh, I have breaking news. What do you got? Well, I just wanted to tell you that I have restarted, picked up where I left off. Yeah. House of the Dragon. Oh. I'm going to finish it. You're going to finish it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I quit it. Yeah. Out of spite. You weren't wrong to quit it. I thought it was really boring. I heard really good things about the end of it. I have not started it yet. Did yes. you really? Yeah, yeah I, did. I did too. The two people who I know who watched all the way through said it was awesome. My wife said, and my son both said, they were talking about it on text, and I had a little FOMO because yeah. I was on the thread, <laughs> and they were talking about it, and I'm like, ooh, maybe I should go pick that up. <laughs> it's only like, I mean, I'm on episode six, and it's only a 10-episode season, Yeah. so I, I'm, I'm going to get it to the end. Just skip to the end. Skip to the last one, and there's a whole lot of nothing, and then the last one, you're like, all right, something finally happened. I just, like, I watched it because I, I had to. I'm not allowed to quit series that I'm watching with my lady. Right. She gets very angry at me. Yeah. If I skip ahead on something or if I stop watching something, she gets very mad. And if I'm watching something and she feels that I'm not paying attention to it, she also gets very angry at me, which I don't fully understand because she can fall asleep and does at about 90% clip of anything we watch but she gets mad if I am not paying attention to what we're watching. Mm. Like, if we're watching something, I'm like, and I'll start messing around on my phone or whatever. That... Okay, man. <laughs> what's, what's Sorry that? about that. That would be uh, Nemec talking with the producer with a microphone on. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were having some sort of creepy... That was Andrew Nemec and Ryan Buckley's private conversation. Chopping it, it up. Yeah, it sounded like Nemec was... I don't know. It was like he was doing a like a Beavis and Butthead impression or like maybe a... like. King of the Hill? I feel like Nemec's going... Bits. I think he's going out tonight after his show. Is he? Yeah. He's not dressed like he normally is. Is he not wearing his weird uh, his weird loafers? Uh, nope, he's got the loafers on. Are you wearing- going out tonight? After the show? 
He's just wearing a very tight polo. Yeah, very tight. Well, he's becoming an oily bohunk, and I think what oily bohunks wear uh, extremely tight-fitting clothing. How old is Andrew Nemec? Thirty-five-ish. Uh, right. But he's very—he's very hip. He's venturing into well dangerous territory. Here. He's got very tight pants on, and, and by that I mean, <laughs> you know, you get to forty and you're trying that stuff, just. Dude, back it off a little bit. You're not fooling anyone. You know what I mean? I don't think he can. But he's he's a young. He's I think a, right now he's, he's still in the... Yeah. He's, well, I, he can do and it. And I think he's still trying to impress people at home. Right. You know, I think him and his wife are in that right. let's, let's go sort of thing. Right. You know, so I think they're both trying to one-up each other. Yeah, he's like, he's pumping iron and running, and he's growing a ponytail, and yeah. there's skinny jeans involved. You know, it's... it's a lot a, goes into his look, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that he takes it, uh, he takes it seriously. And that is that's a that's young good. that's a young man's that is, game. That's a young man's game. You're right. I'm Abs- out of that game. Absolutely, that's a hundred percent. There's many times you like you see someone out and about, or when you do have a little because, for the most part, my friends tend to be older than me. I tend to be the younger one, but I've got I got two or three people that I hang out with uh, that are that are uh, younger than me, and I definitely can can do the uh, that's a young man's game. Because normally I can't, because it's it's all older. You folks, know, there's something uh, when you're hanging out with someone's like 33, you will notice a stark difference oh, between sure. 43 yeah, yeah. and 33. Yeah, my neighbors are that young. Yeah, and I always forget. They always re- like when you're talking to them or hanging out with them. They they remind you without even reminding you how young they are. Yes, right. Like you, they don't know that they're reminding you how young they are. Yeah, but in your head you're like, oh, <laughs> that's right. You're only 34. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Probably something very profound. You forgot because you're old, right? <laughs> you can't pull. Well, and here's the thing: when you're when you're nemic and you go home and you're wearing skinny jeans or your your shirt's three sizes too small, that's a look, right? You imagine if you went home and and you walked in the door to your wife who you've been with for twenty plus years, and all of a sudden you were wearing skinny jeans. How'd that go over? Well, she'd probably laugh. Yeah, you know. And I don't think that's the response that Nemec is looking to solicit. I think when he goes home, it's like, hey, bold shop and check this out. Well, he's in that window. He's like, I've been doing squat thrust. I don't think you, even if you decided to squat thrust and, and like try to get in shape, I don't necessarily think that that's going to work on the misses when you go home and put your tight pants on. I think you've moved beyond tight pants. And it's so liberating, too. You know, like <laughs> you put the tight pants down. Well, you just don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Like, that's not a... Your priorities are just totally different, and it's great. It's so much better being older. I must say, it really is. Yeah, you're not... You're not Youth you don't is, long for your 20s. No, who does? Yeah. As well, long as you took advantage of them. I did. I took yeah. advantage of my 20s, and I had a great time, and that was enough for me. Yeah. I do think people that get older that never had that phase... And then they have the weird... Yeah, I think they'll go... You'll eventually, as a human, want to experience that, and I get that. you end up being the old guy in the club. But, dude, I... Being old is great. <laughs> and youth... The youngs, they don't get it yeah. quite yet, but you will. Yeah. You'll get it. And I'm telling you, it's very liberating. But you won't, you won't realize it. Until one day you just find yourself being the old guy in a situation and it like it just smacks you in the face. Well, it starts with this. This is what it starts with. Because we're all uh, at some age very high T. Yeah. And we want to do everything that walks, right? Okay. So you got that. There will come a moment and it will be a moment where you will realize that women no longer look at you like that. Yes. You are no longer they are an looking option. at you like Yeah, you are you are not being She's not looking down because, 
you know. Yeah. Because I don't know, she's listening to something in her earbuds or something. She's looking down because she does not want to look at you. Yeah. You're an old dude. Okay, so she's walking straight. At, so, it, you know, it used to be you'd get, you'd the eye contact and everybody be, you know, it's like human nature. You, you can even, size fool, each you other can even fool yourself into thinking oh, that she she's interested, me. but now you realize that you're off the menu. Yeah. It's not, it's just you, you've entered into a different realm. Right. I'm, I'm walking by a gal the other day. I'm just like, man, she wants me. She never <laughs> even looked at me. Like you got, don't you have to actually look yeah. to even? So it's just like you get to this place, and, it, and like I said, it'll be a moment where you will realize, oh, I'm the old guy. Yeah. And you're not even that old, no. but it's just the way it is, man. Yeah, you just find whatever it is, you will find yourself in that situation, and the thought will cross your head for the first time. You'll go, oh my God. Oh, wow. I'm a thousand That's years right. old. And the other one will be, you'll look at, you know, you got to be careful with this one, but you look at, you know, younger people, college yeah. kids and stuff, yeah. and you start going, my God, what are they, 12? <laughs> and it's no longer, a th- so, so you just graduate to a, to a different subset. You can still be very sexual, and you can still be very hot in a old sort of way but it you graduate to like the cougar dens yeah. and the you but, know the but I'll tell you that what, realm the people that are our age that or or older that refuse to accept that it's a fascinating brood yeah like it's yeah. and they just and we all see it yeah absolutely but they don't i don't know if they don't care or if they don't see it but they lean into it with all their might and it's just like i, just I don't, think I they don't care. care they don't care yeah and that's fine i I just got to say, we're watching you, Nemec. <laughs> You're teetering. Now, someone's saying, what if we need Rob to go home, skinny jeans, medium T-shirt, and this would be the best one, jet black hair, Colin Cowherd style, and oh, the beard, wow. walk in the front door and just see what Nurse Nice <laughs> says. Like, if we spent, like, in the club, we just had someone come in, right? We, someone brings you, like, the... Uh, like a, we do a, like the queer eye straight uh, yes. like makeover for him. Yeah, like a really slim fit outfit, and then we dye your hair and beard. That would slick be a, the hair back. I tell you what, it'd be a great bit. And walk in the door and just see and film it. What she, what she says? Maybe maybe she just jumps your bones and is yeah, like, "Oh my god, like, I've been waiting for this." Yeah. Or breaks out in hysterical laughter. <laughs> I think if I know her well enough, which I do. She's going to look at me like, it's going to take her some time be to a, process. A pause. She'll be like, um, and then I think she won't know whether to laugh because because if I play it straight, yeah, I think that she will think that I'm serious. And then in her head, she'll be like, oh my God, what has he done? But she'll be nice. She's such a sweetheart. Yeah. She'll be nice about it. She'll try to encourage it. She's like, oh, <laughs> did you get some new genics? Have you been hanging out with Doug Flutie? Do you have a boner right now? <laughs> Oh, she it, would do that. But it would be if amazing. I can't play it straight, then she would just laugh. Yeah. Well, and I'm seeing. So I've accepted my oldum. Like it's just it. I'm I'm old. You're no longer in the mix with the youngs, to the point where if I'm out with younger people, I'm like, dude, I should go home because this I'm sticking no, out like true. a sore thumb. That's true. You do get it. That's another one. You get into these places yeah. where it's like, you know what? I I feel this like, is not for me anymore. No. Like I feel like I'm going to ruin the time for you because they're like, who's this dude hanging out with you? I'm like, I should just leave. Right. I don't want to wreck your young your young folks' way. Now my lady friend, she's younger. She's in her uh, she's in her late thirties, mid to late thirties, and she is good now, backtrack. Yeah, you said thirty five. She, she is experiencing this, and boy, let me tell you what, it's a struggle. Heard her friends went out a while back, and she is you know all Asian friends, right? She she was out with the Asian crew. All these Asian ladies. And 
I think she might be the youngest of the Asian ladies, but they're all in that, you know, mid 30s, early 40s. And they went home with this big story about how they went to some like hot club, right? <laughs> You're going to go dancing or whatnot. Jesus. And she was telling me this story about how the bartender was was basically being racist, that they were they were being, you know, they were being ignored and treated poorly. Mm. And as this thing went on, I was like, I had to break it to her. I'm like, you realize they're not being racist. And she's like, what? I'm like, you're old. They weren't paying attention to you because you were the old ladies at the club. And I was like, if you look, were they paying attention to the young ethnic girls? And they had to stop. And there was this moment of like, oh, my God, they were. <laughs> it wasn't that you were Asian. It's that you were old and Asian. They were only paying attention to the young Asians because the young Asians are what bring in the, the men to pay attention. And it was like this. She was always used to being her and her crew were the hot ones at the club. They were the ones that everyone well, wanted. Well, you're helping and, her through it. That's yeah, good. and I had to hold her hand and be like, it's okay, honey. It happens to the best of us. But when you want, when you and your gals walk into a, a, a club now, you're sex in the city today. You're not sex in the city at the start. Like, this is... This is this is my Samantha's gone and isn't coming back. Hmm. And let me tell you, I think it was, I think eye opening. It was eye opening. It was. She didn't realize it. No, hmm. no. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. Wow. Yeah. As someone said, it's called be like when you become officially invisible to the young. That's yes. That's right. You're just a ghost. You get thrown in a box. Yes. You're Patrick Swayze. And anything and ghost. you say is borderline. <laughs> yeah. Racist. <and laughs> you're just. You're, you're just, just a, there. You're. You think a certain way, and you're an idiot. They pat you on the head, tussle your hair, and imagine what it's like being board. 75. You know, like no wonder we treat our olds like crap. I feel like this, and I'm 47. It's awful. I'm going to change that. No, you're. Not. That's my platform. <laughs> How we treat, treat the, the olds old. in the United States is an abomination. God. We need to be better. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> All right, we got to get back to TV talk. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to The Watcher. I got some creepy letters. The Watcher is a new series on Netflix, and um, you've started it. You said one episode in? Yeah, I just watched the first one, but it's good. I'm getting ready to queue it up. Looks interesting. We'll get to that next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
All right, so there's a show on uh, Netflix now called The Watcher. Yeah, and it's, and it's based on a true story. It stars Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale. And that's the guy. When I saw him on the... Uh, first of all, I love Naomi Watts. Yeah. Um, but when I saw Bobby, I was scrolling through for something to watch. And when I saw him, I'm like, dude, that guy... Everything I've seen him in, he's been great. Yeah, he's just solid. He's usually not the main guy. He's usually a uh, a character actor, but he's good in whatever he's in. Yeah, but he was the main guy in. Um... Oh God, what was the what was the HBO show about the seventies? Like the the club scene. Oh yeah, I do know that one had Olivia Wilde in it. Um, yeah, What's I know. That show? Vinyl. Vinyl. He was great in that. Yes. He was in Mr. Robot, although he wasn't the main guy in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's outstanding. So in, and he was in Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. He yeah. was in, he's been in a bunch of movies where he's like, he was in the other guys. And he just, it's, I think he's a really, really good, I always think of him as a, as a character actor. He's great. And I saw him and I went, oh, well, I'm down with that guy. This could be good. And so I flipped on The Watcher and I've yet to... I, I had to uh, something else. Something came up. Had couldn't watch it, but I'm, it's on my list because of him and Naomi Watts. Yeah, and apparently, it, like you said, it's based on a true story, and it's uh, this couple that goes and buys their dream home in New Jersey. Yeah, and this happened in like uh, I would say like 2010, 2012, something like that. So it wasn't that long ago that this happened, and they they yeah they buy this million plus dollar gorgeous home in this upscale neighborhood in New Jersey, and right after they move in, the letters begin. Yeah, so they start to get letters. The first one was welcoming. No. But then, well, that's what it says here. This is, it says, because uh, I'm, because a lot of people are asking, is this really a true story? Yes. And it is a true story. So here are the, here's the letter. So they, they, they start getting this letter, and the first one says, uh, Dear New Neighbor at 657 Boulevard. This is the first letter. This is the first letter. Okay, this is the real letter. The real letter. Okay. It's the real letter. Because this says the first letter was friendly and welcomed them, but subsequent letters were increasingly hostile. Well, and they get creepy. I think this one's creepy, too. And it just says, um, he says, how did you end up here at 657 Boulevard? Uh, call to you. Did they call to you with the forces within? Oh, no. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. As it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. Does that sound welcoming to you? My grandmother watched the house in the 1920s. My father watched in the 60s. Now it is my time. Do you know the history of the home? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Um, hmm. Not necessarily. Not very welcoming. No, that's not very welcoming. Continues. Uh, who am, or what do you say? Um, sorry, skip ahead. Because it, 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 it's, it's reading it, but it's giving commentary on each part of the letter. It says, do you need to fill the house with young blood uh, that I requested? Uh, better for me... Was your old home too small for the growing family, or was it greed that you that brought you to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. They concluded, welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. The Watcher. Jesus. That's nothing welcoming about that, le- about that letter. I think that is some scary crap. They did use the word welcome. Welcome. So there there it is. <laughs> yes. And they have three kids. The family had three kids. Yes. Right. And in the show, I think they just have two. 
Okay. So they took some liberties, that, but the, the letters themselves are real. The letters that are in... That was real. Yes. So the, and the letters that are in the, the, the TV show, they are using the actual letters. They just kind of embellish some of the, the things. So they said uh, originally they, they got that and they were like, well, that was weird. Well, a week or two later, they got another one. And uh, it said, all of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher. I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. Um, I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. Uh, not fun. 657 Boulevard uh, is anxious for you to move in because right now they're still doing renovations, so they're not living there full time. It says, it has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways in the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood be allowed to play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you could never hear them scream. Uh, then they added that the house was crying from all the pain it has gone through while the family continues its renovations. Uh, you have changed it and you've made it so fancy you're stealing its history, the watcher wrote. Uh, it cries from the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard where I ran from room to room imagining the life um, with the rich occupants there. The house, was in, the house was full of life and young blood, and then it got old, and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died. Now I am watching, and I will wait for the day that the young blood will be mine again. So that's the second letter that gets written. And, I mean, it just goes on. They keep getting these letters, and they become increasingly creepy like this. So what are you doing if this is you? I don't think you can move in. And they do. They call the they, they call the police and they try to figure out where these are coming from. They still don't know who, still don't who know. did it. Still don't know who did it. Damn, dude. But yeah, and there's I mean there's multiple letters where you can sit here and read each one, but they're all you get the tone of them all. But these letters just keep coming and the only thing they found out about them was the DNA on it was a woman's and they thought from the DNA and the handwriting and the way that it was written, the FBI concluded that it was a woman writing the letter. Oh. Is that uh does that make you feel a little better? No, not really. Really? No. You, I mean, See, I feel like the, a the man... basement thing. They can't hear you. Well, scream. I know the the look. The contents of the letter, no bueno. It's creepy. Yeah. But if I find out it's a woman writing it, I feel like it's just it's like uh, I don't know. That comes off different to me, and lands different than a man. I feel like a man is eventually setting up to murder us all in a bloody horror scene, whereas huh. a woman is not. She's just trying to scare us or like. I don't know, was pissed that her dad sold the house or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think originally you take it as someone's trying to – well, because, like, you you obviously got into a bidding war for this house, right? A bunch of people were interested. So I guess the initial thought is someone's just trying to be an ass because, you know, you, you bought the house. But, man, when the letters keep growing like that and increasingly creepy and, and hostile, how do you move in, like, with, with young kids? I also have to ask this question. Do you have to read the letters? No. I mean, they keep coming. How about this? Pitch them. Yeah, but then, if, if especially if, if you're the, the dad, how on earth do you go to work in the city an hour away and leave your family there with with that? I, I, mean, I don't know. You, you kind of want to know what they say. Well, right? I mean. But still, it's like. And you may be calling a bluff or something, but if, if someone's making a specific yeah. threat towards a member of your family, do you really not want to know? Well, not only that, but yeah, if you're, if you're involving Kids. the police, you have to show them. Yes. You have to know what they say. Yeah. 
And your kids, right? I honestly, and, and it, it really does suck because, you know, the, the spoiler, I don't know. The, the show isn't going to follow the story exactly, obviously, because the story, the true story doesn't end with, you know, nothing happens. So they'll, I'm sure they're going to, people are like, oh, spoilers. Netflix isn't going to follow the, the true path of this because what, what happened was, and the, the real story is, they, they never moved into the home. They never did. The, the family just decided that it was too creepy oh. and they, they never moved in. So then they rented it. They finally found some people to rent it because they couldn't sell it. Um, they contacted the, the, the people that they sold it from and asked them. And the people said, yeah, we got one letter. They admitted to one that they never owned up to. So they were kind of pissed that so they hid it from them. They hid it from them. And so they decided that they weren't going to hide it from anyone. So they put it for sale and they had multiple people that wanted to buy it, but they decided they weren't going to hide. They disclosed the letters to the buyers, and every one of them backed out. So they tried for like a year and a half to sell it, and no one wanted to buy it because they were honest about it. So then they rented it out a couple times, and the letters kept coming, and the, the renters ended up bailing. And so they eventually sold it at a loss of like almost a half a million dollars just to, to get out from underneath it. Wild. So someone, I guess, technically is still living there. And I don't know if the letters kept coming or, you know, whatever. But they never found the people responsible. They don't know who did it. And it's out of their hands. And they want nothing to do with it. All right. Show's so, called The Watcher. So the question is, I pose to you. One and a half million dollar dream home. Yeah. You can get it for, it sold for like $900,000. Would you, would you buy no. that home and they no. show you the letters? No. There's all kinds of homes out there. Yeah. No. But, but not at this kind of discount. Yeah, but no. No. So you're asking if you'd take essentially yeah. a 40% discount on your dream home if you knew that there were some creepy No, ones. I'm out because you don't know what uh, – the, uh, those letters, man. And that's my point is like you said, do you have to read the letters? No, but you still know that they're coming and you know that the couple of them have said that. How do you sleep at night? Yeah. And it's weird to think that someone got driven out of a million-dollar-plus home, their dream home, by someone simply writing letters. Never saw him, never showed up, no idea who it was. Simply writing letters destroyed those people's dream. And then you get to wonder, was was someone playing a prank? Was someone just being, like, who knows? But What's your gut tell you? I feel like it's like a crazy old woman who used to live there. I, I feel like that a lot of that is true. Like yeah. the woman has a history with the house yeah. and was in, 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 is just gone crazy or whatever. And, and she's serious like that. I feel like that. Is plausible, yeah. That that's what that was. Yeah. I also feel like it could be something that's spite related. Someone who who had a history with it doesn't like the, their reality now, and so their way of kind of trying to take control of that is making life miserable for someone else. Right. But, but isn't it isn't it alarming how powerful words are? Just yeah, just just a letter, just a letter, just a handful of letters, and it just. But that you could. I just don't know if you could ever feel in any shape or form comfortable. Sitting in that home at any point of the day, just no, you just, I don't know. I just, I guess maybe that's why it hit home to me when I was reading about it. And I was like, well, I got to watch this. And I'm sure they're going to dramatize it up. And, you know, because the, just the true story doesn't make for much of a, <laughs> doesn't make it much for a series when nothing happens. But boy, it's the beginning of a really uh, awesome, spooky sort of <laughs> Netflix show. Yeah, check it out. I'm going to watch it. Um, all right, we got to run. Up next, uh, how many alien spacecraft could there be? Here's Buck. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right. Welcome back. Hello. Uh, Andrew Nemec coming up here at uh, 7. Yes, he'll be talking about young boys in his very tight pants and T-shirt. Except now he's talking about nationwide young boys, no longer just local young boys. You know, he's he's really expanded his. Uh, he's gone global. He's gone global. Yes. Uh, there is a Harvard astronomer who is pontificating. Okay, I always love these. <laughs> just smart people that sit around and think stuff up. Well, smart people are seemingly smart people that say wild things like this. Oh, okay. Uh, guess how many alien spacecraft he estimates could be buzzing around our solar system? How do you even, like, <laughs> he estimates how many spacecraft? Correct. Oh, seven. <laughs> Four quintillion. How do you even? That's 18 zeros. 18 zeros. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mildly confused about that one. Would, would you care to explain his, uh, his logic here? Five years ago, a very strange object, maybe a thousand feet long, oblong, shiny, fast, streaked across space tens of millions of miles from Earth. Okay. Its course and speed indicated that it had come from outside the solar system, a visitor from another star. Astronomers dubbed the thing... Yeah, yeah they dubbed it something. Oumuamua. Hawaiian for scout, and started arguing about it. On one side are overwhelmingly majority of scientists who don't know what Oumuamua is, but aren't willing to speculate as to what it might be. On the other side are such are much smaller camps led by Harvard astronomer Avi Loeb, who argues that we should at least consider the possibility that Oumuamua is an alien spacecraft. <laughs> now he is asking the next logical question, which ah, is, yes. how many Oumuamuas could there be? In a new study that appeared online September 22nd and has yet to be peer-reviewed, Loeb and his co-author Carson Ezel, also a Harvard astronomer, concluded yeah. that there are as many as four quintillion of them, each is a visitor from another star, and each possibly artificially created. 
Well, look, I'm no Harvard astronomer, astronomer, and I'm sure these people are a million times smarter than me, but I find that whole thing to be stupid. <laughs> you're, you're literally basing this on absolutely nothing. How can you say that, that because there's no evidence of one, not a single one, zero evidence? Well, you have, no, there's, you have OU no. Muamua. No, you have zero evidence. OU Muamua? What do you think that was? This is like me saying that, I, there was an old lady down at the coast who saw a mermaid, and because she saw Wait, a mermaid, really? because she saw a mermaid, I'd like to think, due to my recent, uh, you know, ocean studies, I think there could be as many as eight billion mermaids in the ocean. That's exactly what they're doing here. I mean, that's or saying how many Sasquatch there are. No, all he's saying is he's not claiming there are quintillions of aliens uh, in their spacecrafts zooming around. You know, like yeah, like but potential. Bumping into each other, yes. Potent po- the possibility he is saying they're calculating the population of possible alien craft <laughs> or other possible artificial <laughs> objects. That's all I'm saying is there. I think there is possibly up to eight billion mermaids in the ocean. Prove me otherwise. Now they say the math is simple. Ah, yes, the math. One can use recent rates of detection of interstellar objects and known capabilities to estimate the density of similar objects in the solar neighborhood. So they have started with all of the objects astronomers have detected that have come from outside the solar system. These are objects that, in other words, could have originated with or near an alien civilization just beyond the sight of our probes and telescopes. Think about all the probing that could go on with that many spacecraft flying uh, around. There's a good chance I'm being probed at some point. So there are four. OU Muamua, of course, but also the interstellar meteors plus the interstellar comet Borisov. Mm. That's four interstellar visitors in eight years. They factor in just how many of the gal- uh, how much of the galaxy we can observe with our instruments, which is not much, in order to arrive at an estimate of how many more objects like OU Muamua might be out there. Seems great. And it seems this the foolproof right there. That's right. Mm. I did see today that if, if Muamua wanted to place a call, I guess some uh, some phone company guy, they did this that he estimated that, you know, E.T. phone home, that E.T.'s uh, phone call home would cost $76 quadrillion. Why? Well, they, they, they talked about where in there, like, they, I guess they say, like, E.T., you know, they, 35 light years or whatever. So they just did the distance based on what we use for, like, a, a phone call, which a long distance, it's .004 cents per mile, like what we use on, you know, when we're calculating distance calls. And if we did that over 35 light years, that call would equal $76 quadrillion. So if E.T. called home collect, his mom's going to be super pissed when that bill comes due. Hmm. This goes to show you how far away Mua Mua here or whatever. Oh, you Mua Mua. Oh, you Mua Mua. Should have given him a calling card, huh? $76 quadrillion. Do you remember that? Preloaded calling cards? Oh, yeah. Those were great. I used to take my roommates and say, dude, don't worry, man. I'll pay you back. I never paid him back. Right. This is mom's card anyways. Well, it's a lot of probing. The Harvard astronomers say there could be possibly possibly based on nothing. <laughs> well, not nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Based on the things directed So they originally came up with 4 decillion uh, 40 decillion. Okay, so they came up with two numbers. One for all interstellar objects, including those that are zipping randomly around and across the solar system. And that's 
40 decillion, but the lower number, 4 quintillion, is for objects that seem to be directed towards towards us and so close to the sun. Totally makes sense. Astronomers then have some chance of spotting uh, those objects. Yeah, which we don't know what yeah. they are, but clearly it is. And the lower, number one, uh, the lower number is the exciting one, and not just because uh, the closer objects are easier to detect, but they're objects that are most likely to be extraterrestrial crafts because they all seem to be aimed in our direction. Makes total sense. That's right. Total so, sense. So we have four quintillion alien spaceships out there. Again, let the probing begin. So when you're looking up in the sky and things are, you know, flying around, are you all right? Yeah. Passing out over there? No. Flying around, you know, and lights. and. I'm just preparing for the probing. That's all. That's probably an alien spacecraft. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go, aliens. And these guys are from Harvard. Glad to see that our universities are really putting a lot of time on the important work. Do you think those guys are morons? I can't. They're, they're a Harvard scientist. They're not morons. I just think they're wasting a lot of time. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool to be an astronomer and you can waste time like that? Like, that's what you do. I guess. What else are you I mean, doing? What, yeah, like um, all the other studies. It like, <laughs> takes well, track years. A, track a meteor or something. Like, do an Armageddon thing. You know, scan this guy for something that may actually hurt us. You think it'd be cool to be like an astronomer, no, a Harvard be... astronomer's intern? No, I think it'd you be, don't think so? I think it'd be awful. <laughs> All I know is I heard from the other room, I heard some Nemec go, God, what is going on in there, you two? They're probably making out. <laughs> Weird things are <laughs> happening. <laughs> I can hear you with the doors open, and quite frankly, there's disturbing noises coming from next door. All right, John wraps it up next on The Fan. All right, big night for John. His Cougs are in action over there on, uh, I think it's on FS1 tonight. Are you feeling good? You got that right. A little late night. A little late night on the Palouse on a Thursday night. Cold. A little cold and snow. You're scared by a dog, and we don't have one. So come on. <laughs> come on to my house. Come to my house, wow. the house that Sutanic built, and see what we got for you. That's a bold statement there, although your name is on a brick somewhere. <laughs> Very cocky. My my name is on a brick outside of the practice field fence. So in oh. theory, in theory, it, I mean, it's, it's, my name is there. It's the thing. People probably walk by and like, who the hell is that guy? But it's there. Yeah, so. you, you are one of those guys. No Let's one ever so remembers the O-Lining. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Utah's good, but Pullman's a tough place to play. And uh, it's cold and Thursday night and, you know, who knows? I... We'll see what happens. I think the Cougs are certainly capable. I do enjoy the, the, the cold. I, I, I got a tip for you here. Uh, it's cold in Utah, too. <laughs> the old who not knows. We'll see what cold. happens. I love that. Actually, I, Sounds I think like confidence. Cold I think it might be colder. <laughs> it's not. I'll tell you that right now. So, no, hopefully they play well. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. And I, Utah is certainly a good team. They're beatable. So, um, Cougs are on a little bit of a... They've stumped, stubbed their toe here and there. I, I thought that kid they have a quarterback would be a little bit more exciting than he is. I don't – I don't – all you heard was that he was the real deal. And, I mean, he's certainly decent, but um, I, I haven't been blown away by him at all. By so. the way, it's 44 in Pullman right now, and it's a balmy 40 in Salt Lake City, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's Pullman warmer. 44 is different. Pullman 44 is different. Oh, God. You're <laughs> grasping. Well, I hope it's a good oh. game. Yes, me too. Have so, a good night. All right. All right, go All right, love your mom. <laughs> Whatever happened to that fire barreling down on uh, 
Watch you go. Is that out now because of the rain? Yeah, I think they, I think it's, yeah. All right, good. I think all, all is well. All right, well, uh, we got to run. Big show today. Big show tomorrow. We got a bunch of big shows. We'll see what happens. Uh, Andrew Nemec, recruiting with Andrew Nemec, is coming up now next. There's a big show. So keep it here. We're back tomorrow, 3 to 7 on the fan. Good night. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.